Are you a busy mom juggling the responsibilities of motherhood and trying to stay fit? Look no further than Fit for Mom. Their programs were specifically designed by moms for moms, providing pre- and postnatal health, wellness, and fitness solutions for every stage of motherhood. From strength training to cardio workouts, they've got you covered, and your first class is free. Visit fit4mom.com and select the Westfield location to get in touch with Christina today. Welcome back to this episode of That Westfield Podcast. Today, we are joined by Christina Aromanak and Carrie Adams of Love Play Grow, New Jersey. What's up, ladies? What's going on? Hey. How are you? Oh, you two are really cool. I've been having a lot of fun seeing you multiple times around town. So <laughs> this is good. Um, you have a really cool business, and I can't wait to tell everybody about it. But a little bit about you two first. I found out, um, and it makes a lot of sense that you guys are best friends, and that's how you ended up going into business together. Is this true? It is. It is true. How'd you guys meet? <laughs> we worked together at a previous practice and became best friends and decided to open up Love Play Grow together. That's so cute. They're a lot of fun. They're having way too much fun on the set together, making lots of jokes. So I'm enjoying this. <laughs> uh, so you guys are located here on Westfield where you're on Westfield F, your office? Yes. Well, yep. And you also have another office up in Paquonic, right? Paquonic. Yeah. It's near um, the Woolbrook Mall in Wayne, if anybody needs a landmark there. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you guys have that that practice first? We did. We did, yeah. And now uh, Westfield. Yeah. Which one do you like better? <laughs> of course, Westfield. <laughs> Westfield is the place to be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all so they say. So they say. No, it's cool. It's funny. You were telling me a story how like you've been coming to Westfield your whole life, but I've never really been to the downtown. And, very much. No, I have family in Westfield, and I was telling Carrie. I, I think the first time I ever went to the downtown was like when we opened the office. Like, <laughs> never really. Saw a lot of good stuff here. Check it out. I recommend getting some cookies from uh, Kirschenbaum. They're they're awesome, and um, Alice Spice Bazaar. I'm probably gonna have them for lunch today. So <laughs> you dig that. But anyway, so tell us about Love Play Grow. What is your mission? You guys obviously are a family therapist, um, but you do so much more than that. So tell everybody a little bit more. Yeah. So we are a group of child and family therapists. Carrie and I are both registered play therapists. We work with kids and families of all ages for a number of different things. And our primary goal is to help parents and children love themselves and each other and learn how to grow into their best selves. Very cool. And you guys are very much, even though your family, you do focus a lot on helping the parents um, because parents send, tend to get a bad rap these days, right? <laughs> yeah. We, like one of our main missions really is helping parents in general. We know parents just aren't doing well um, at all. COVID really, really did parents dirty. <laughs> <laughs> right. The transition of like, now being at home working and kind of getting out of everyone's routine is probably really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think Christina and I would definitely agree that after COVID, there was this belief that like parents could do it all and we really can't do it all. And no one can do it. No one can do it all. And we can't definitely do it all perfectly because nothing is perfect. So I think that because of that, parents just really have a lot of pressure on themselves lately to manage it all. I also think that there's a lot more information than ever before. Parents are the most educated than ever on attachment theory and all these different like gentle parenting practices. And you could go on Instagram and find like five bajillion accounts on what to say to your kid when they do whatever. And I find, at least with me, you know, I know Carrie feels the same way is that all it does is just stress parents out even more and it stresses kids out too. And right. It's where it's almost like you're 
undoing your like natural parenting abilities by like trying to force something that might not be natural right but everyone there's all this whole this whole thing going on right now and everyone's like healing their wounds especially us like as a millennial generation and like all this stuff so we feel like we're probably always doing something wrong as parents and how do we do it differently or do it better and that's all that is a lot of pressure that's exhausting it's Even true. when you don't have kids it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> parent guilt is a very real thing and yeah i think you know parents put so much pressure on themselves and kids have you know been struggling a lot there's just a lot of pressure on kids a lot of pressure on families so real talk what's up with covid did it like make everybody a little bit more uh like inward shyer like what's up like what kind of stuff are you seeing with the kids um and how are you helping them Mm. (laughs) (laughs) it's well no because it's there's a lot to think i think about like some of my older kids and i think about how they really lost a chunk of their development Mm -hmm. right uh you know the way that carrie and i think about um, human development, right? Is that there's all these different stages and you never stop growing or developing, right? So for my older kids, and I think you'd say the same thing is that they just missed out on a huge chunk of what they were supposed to achieve, Sports, right? School, right. graduation parties, especially like all that the kind of socialization stuff. part, right? So then they they have this like piece of themselves that's missing. Mm-hmm. And then the younger kids that I see feels like, you know, I, I, similarly, but for different reasons, they're, they're trying to catch up. Right. Right. It's just tough. I cannot imagine. <laughs> right. Be, like, right. Like as millennials having a chunk of your life like completely cut out right yeah i mean if you're looking at stages of development really from like 10 on it's all about peer relationships and how you're looking out yourself beyond just your family unit mm-hmm. and really those peer relationships are so critical right. that a large chunk of them only had their immediate family right, right. Like, well covid bubble if, right. if that's what their family <laughs> was doing but a lot of them didn't have that experience of looking at themselves outside of that family system so what do we do for these kids now like practically is it is it making them do more stuff because they're probably a little anxious about doing those things when it would have been like a normal flow so maybe they're a little more shy around being uh, with being around people or um you know so like what do you do do you like force it encourage it do you um let them take their time with it like do you introduce them to new things like what what can help a kid who's in that situation right now or is it more personalized you kind of have to like sit down with the kid and see what's really going on there That's how I think with all of our families, you know, we are very big on there's not this like copy and paste. Like if you're anxious and you're 10 years old, (laughs) this is what you do, right? Right. It's, I would love it if that's that way, but every kid is so different. Every family is so different. Everyone's needs are so different that it's hard to really say. Right. But I will say- That's the right answer, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I was testing you. (laughs) I will say that we never force kids or families to do anything. We're really big on like, we don't force right <laughs> force probably wasn't the best word but you know i encourage right um yeah because i mean i i think about the parents all the time because we used to see them at the restaurant and um you know going through that was just such it was hard for me it was hard for everybody i can't imagine being a kid and just losing a chunk of that and being like what do i do now like how because they don't even realize that they're losing it necessarily i guess we see it right as adults but they don't always realize and then they they're feeling some sort of way because there's obviously like just a natural part of being a human and we're supposed to be in tribes and be around people all the time. So, well, so how do you help the parents in something like that? Um, are, are you, do you, so you guys see, you see kids. I know you have like a lot of like play stuff going on. So first tell me about that. Like I saw something about a sandbox on your website. Tell me a little bit more about how you help the kids. and We'll talk about the parents. 
Yeah. Well, Carrie and I are both registered play therapists and we do. Play is a big part of what we do. A lot of people get this idea that play therapy is for like kids under 10. And some types of play therapy definitely are, but there's a lot of different ways to do play therapy. And the way that we think of play therapy is that it's really just a developmental way of doing mm -hmm. therapy. So we're thinking about ages and stages, right? Mm -hmm. That gap between someone's chronological age and then their developmental age because right. you can be 15 years old but actually be six on the inside right, right, right. <laughs> or 37 on the outside and 17 on the inside got it's it true yeah right <laughs> and we do we use a lot of different methodologies to help bring up you know people to where they're supposed to be in terms of development um it's called sand tray therapy. Sand tray, not sandbox. <laughs> but it's kind of like a big sandbox. <laughs> um, and it's just one of the ways that we use um, things that can help people show how they feel. Because that's also a big part of play therapy is that you don't always have to use words. You can show someone. Right. And that's a lot easier. It's a lot less uh, intimidating to that be able to show sense. someone. Man, Especially for adults, too. You know, our parents are always like... Oh, Man, I didn't even know I needed this. Yeah. <laughs> because, right, it, it allows some of that barrier to come away of I have to sit here and talk about how I feel and right. kind of be vulnerable where, like, I get to play. And playing brings us back to that, like, very vulnerable part of our lives that right. allows us to do some work. And I imagine it lowers cortisol in the body, too, so it kind of just gets the nervous system a little bit more in balance so that you can actually relax and work on whatever whatever it is you need to work on because you can't do anything when you're in fight or flight or freeze, right? Right, yeah. exactly. <sighs> See, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I learned all of this on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok <laughs> <taught> me. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys have a page? People can follow you. If not, you should totally start one because you guys are, are funny. Oh, we have kids that tell us we yeah. can start one. You guys are funny. I think you should do it. I think it would serve you well. <laughs> I'll show you how to, how to hook everything up and uh, get you some microphones and play. You could do all those like cool TikTok trends. It's like, what was the, what's the new one that's out right now? It's like, um, I'm a therapist. So like, blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh, is there a therapist one? <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen a therapist one, but it's like, I'm a dentist or like, I'm a millennial. There is a therapist one. Really? Like, right, oh my, gonna... <laughs> my niece makes me do the TikTok dances. <laughs> I love it. So you guys are obviously very family oriented um, from what I understand with us talking uh, before the show. So it's really cool that you guys are really, you've made it essentially your mission to help families because like, I think honestly, it's it's a tough time in the world and in America for, for families. Like everyone is kind of on their own, like we culturally for, you know, thousands and thousands of years we all lived in like large groups and now we're like all on our own parents are by themselves like you have some support if you're lucky but yeah it's a lot to, to take on your shoulders so you guys are doing the lord's work <laughs> doing it <laughs> well thank you it yeah. is it's important to us we feel like you know we're moms too mm -hmm. and you know um it's it's something that hits close to home for us right and it's it's something that's important to us and helping families learn how to be their best selves. Yeah. I think for Christina and I, one of our missions has always been that we're the village you didn't know you needed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a great slogan to trademark that. Because in, in actuality, parenting wasn't intended to be done independently. Right. You know, it is supposed to be done with this village. And a lot of families don't have villages anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard doing this solo mm -hmm. yeah no I, I mean honestly it's like real talk it's one of the reasons why we're not having kids is because you know we know that we would need that really like a, like a lot um and it's like we we wouldn't have it and that's scary like it's a, it's a lot of pressure i think i think our generation is a little bit more aware of how much work it actually takes to raise like a great well-rounded happy child so 
yeah, I'm sticking with the cats for now. But <laughs> if I change my mind, I will definitely come sign up with you guys. <laughs> I would sign up for with you before I even knew I was having a kid, just to like prepare myself for having a kid. I'd sit in in the sand kit box, <laughs> whatever it is, and you guys could tell me how to be a good mom. But um, all right, so you guys are certified in a few things, and you have other people on your staff. So tell us a little bit about that. I know I've saw like EMDR on your website. So tell everyone what that is and um, how that helps people. Yeah, I think EMDR, again, it, it kind of goes back to people are a lot more educated than ever. So I think EMDR is one of those things that's kind of out there now too. Um, Carrie's certified in it. I'm trained in it. We do offer EMDR as another service. It's a type of trauma therapy. Um, and yeah, it's very helpful for a lot of people. So you're, you're certified in it. I'm certified in EMDR. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And was there anything else? So you guys have other people on the staff too. So like what I know last time we talked about like specialties, but everyone's kind of, everyone's a family certified family therapist, right? Yeah. So, so. we're all either uh, licensed social workers or licensed professional okay. counselors. Cool. Um, we all have play therapy backgrounds. That's what's important to us is mm-hmm. that really we kind of say, if you get one of us, you get all of us. Right. It's, That's cool. Yeah. Very supportive environment where you guys can, uh, Take a vacation once in a while and someone else has your back. It's probably nice, nice as a business owner. I think, uh, yeah, we should have a, a business owner meeting there and you can help all of us. <laughs> um, so yeah, going into 2024, like what are some, um, some things you guys are looking for? Are you expanding the business? Are you working on, um, new certifications? Like anything new coming up? We're actually launching a whole new website, cool. which is very exciting. We have a parent community that we're launching. We're launching our own podcast. No way! Yeah. That's so exciting. <laughs> Tell me more. I know. We're looking forward to it. Did you decide that between the last time I saw you and now because you didn't <laughs> tell me that last night? Because <laughs> I, so I hope I inspired you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting all right so tell us about the website um obviously people there's all sorts of information on there but is there anything special about the new website Can people book automatically or do anything special on there yeah so it really kind of as a whole gives like our mission and what we're all about our parent community is linked to that oh, Christina nice. and i really wanted to be able to get out kind of our beliefs and philosophies and help parents that's just not one-on-one like sitting in our mm-hmm. office really reach the masses as best as we possibly could um and our podcast and community is launching in the new year. That's so cool. So with the community, what can people expect? Is it just, are you guys like putting out blogs or videos or letting people um, like doing webinars or people can... It's really kind of this interactive place where, you know, we kind of wanted to get the sense of what you would get in the office with us, but in a community Mess. space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so helpful. Can I join if you're not a parent? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll write the blogs for you and tell everyone to join. Um, actually, I, I just saw someone I should hook you up with. We had um, Christina V for uh, from Fit for Mom on too. And she's really cool. And she does a, a similar community for new moms and they do like stroller rides and same thing. She's like building the community of people so that you can have your tribe that you don't necessarily have built it. So again, doing the work, ladies, doing the work. Okay. So you got the community. What are you t- going to be talking about on the podcast? What do you think? Like, are you guys always just kind of texting each other back and forth ideas? Honestly, and being- yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get a share it on Google Doc. That'll that'll save you a lot of time. I actually bought Christina a notebook for the holidays. So <laughs> I'm the kind of person that has little slip. I'll write something on a little slip of paper, rip it off, and stuff it in my pocket. <laughs> and then find it three weeks later. I'm yes, like, oh, yes. what's this? <laughs> throw it out. That was a great idea. <laughs> it's like a code to like a million dollars, and you just throw it out accidentally. <laughs> Got it. But yeah, no, our podcast is for kind of for moms parents all of it right Right, just hearing you're normal it's okay you're doing this right right um 
But yeah, I don't. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think there is like, especially for our generation, this like parental shame thing. We're going to go back to this um, and feeling like you're doing everything wrong, trying to heal these generational wounds. And it's like, yeah, everyone just needs to take a deep breath and relax. Everyone knows that they're doing the best that they can. Right. Or do they know or do you have to remind them that they're doing the best? Oh, that I they think can? I'm yeah. constantly re- reminding my parents. I think our profession has talk about doing parents dirty. You know, <laughs> right, I think right, the right. pendulum has swung between nature and nurture for, for a long time. And we are firmly on the nurture end of things. Mm-hmm. And it, it has its trickled down into this idea that like it's it's about the specific words that you use. It's mm-hmm. about doing things the right way. It's about constantly building skills in your child. Not to say that none of those things are important, but it's about a balance. And what it's led to is that it's almost like this robotic style of parenting that's very difficult to maintain. And parents put an immense amount of pressure on themselves and their children. And I always say, and I didn't make this up. I definitely (laughs) got this from someone. But like, if you know, if your child is, I don't know, three and having a meltdown like it's okay to be three right you know like when you're three it's fine to be three right (laughs) yeah right and at the end of the day it's like all we can do is lead by example right and anything so it's like because we learn how to regulate our emotions by how our parents regulate our emotions so it's like you can say on doing all the right things to your kid but if you're energetically like feeling really anxious or angry like kids still feel that too right so it's like the best thing you could do is like just figure out how to be the, the best version of yourself. Um, this is not therapy, by the way, guys. Don't listen to me. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But this is what I think is happening in the world. Uh, but yeah, right. If you could be the best version of yourself and you can be happy and good, that is what's going to like ruminate in a room, in a household and help the kids learn how to regulate. Is that correct? Or is that wrong? If it's wrong, you could tell me. No. Yeah. I mean, I often say it's more about the vibe that you're putting off than the actual words yeah, that you're using. I mean, I think I say this all the time is like just being is okay. Mm-hmm. Because right. it's just being. Mm-hmm. We don't do that very well. No. Humans anymore, especially really in this area. Right. I'm so stressed. Yeah. 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 I think parents also will put a lot of pressure on themselves to like solve the problems, right? So if they're, mm-hmm. you know, growing up is hard and kids are going to have issues. Everyone has something, right? So when something comes up, parents have to fix it. Right. For their kids or feel the pressure to, to fix it. Right. And then that can lead to a lot of anxiety too yeah. in family. We, I feel like humans do that in every part of their life, whether it's work or like family issues, like anything. We're all just trying to fix things to have some sort of control over it and it doesn't actually work for us. And yeah, when you just let things be and like let go of a ton of expectations, which is hard sometimes if you're worried about your child or somebody you care about. But for the most part, like it just helps to probably ease the tension <laughs> and uh, feel better. Yeah, it's, I know, we're all so stressed out. So hopefully um, this is helping some people. <laughs> and you guys can go see Christina and Carrie and they will help guide you through it. Because you guys, I mean, you guys are just such awesome people too. Like, I, you know, I think when people, I'm sure people are hesitant about going into family therapy. I told you about my crazy family therapy experience when I was younger and it made me not want to go for a really, really long time. And because I, I didn't know that, that would I just thought that's what it was because I had one experience one time and I think that that's obviously not true so your energy and what you guys bring to the table I think is like so like loving and kind and genuine that I'm happy to like be like yes go see these two like they are definitely people that you would feel comfortable like bringing your kids and like or your spouse around and not feel like no judgment you guys have like a no judgment vibe which I really appreciate never judge no I love it. Is there anything else you want to share with us? I mean, you feel like you guys have so much expertise. I want to, I want to dig into all sorts of really deep questions, but maybe, uh, I don't know. Tell us about, tell us, oh, you guys, where'd you go to school? Oh, oh. 
Um, I went to Ramapo College undergrad yes. and uh, Jersey City University for grad school and was a part of their play therapy, actually, program. Um, nice. Dr. Ogawa created it from Gary Landreth's model. Yes. yes. Straight from Texas. Yeah. yeah. And Texas. I, I went to the oh, university. You told me. <laughs> yeah, there's this like a weird hub of play right. therapy in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the University of Delaware for undergrad hmm. and then... Um, uh, Fordham for grad school and awesome. then to Jersey City for their play therapy program, uh, recommended by Carrie. <laughs> oh, so you guys worked together before you finished your Yeah, master's. we go way back. Oh. <laughs> That's really cool. How'd you guys find your, your other, uh, therapist in the office just through like word of mouth, hiring or friends also? A little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to what, what are their names? A little shout out. <laughs> We we've got Rachel, we've Rachel got Angel. Beth, we've got Veronica. I guess. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, but yeah, so you met them and they're, they've just been a nice fit. Yeah. Oh, you guys are like the bosses too, right? It's like, <laughs> talk about so that. Talk about being an entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> is it different than you thought it would be? Or do you find it's um, exactly what you thought it was going to be? <laughs> I don't think I thought it was going to be anything. <laughs> I don't even think I think of myself as a boss. No. So. <laughs> no. That's very nice. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that. Uh, yeah, but running your own business, running your own practice and growing it and keeping it going over time. It's definitely, it's, it's a whole other baby, right? Like yeah. you got to do a lot of stuff. You got to come do podcasts and make websites, <laughs> do all the things. So I give you a lot of credit. It's not easy. Uh, obviously, a lot of people just go work for people. And, you know, I'm sure everyone has dreams of doing it. But to actually be like, hey, guys, we're going to do this, taking the leap. It's not easy. Well, and I think one, a primary motivator that Carrie and I have is that we do, we have these like really strong messages that we want to send out to parents, to families. And we felt like if we had our own place, our own brand, right? Kind right. of doing it, that we could really reach a lot more families that way. Do you guys feel like you do things a little bit differently than other family therapists? Like as far as like the nature nurture scale? <laughs> Without yes. a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> we <more>. are one <laughs> of a kind. <laughs> yes. What is it that makes you different specifically if you can pinpoint it? I don't know if I have that answer, but I think what I'll say is, is that the way Christina and I view a family, like a way we break it down is through so many different lenses. It's not just like one prescriptive, like this is the foundation of what we're using. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, really our, our, our model is like looking at it through this developmental lens to help children understand who they are through a developmental lens and then helping moms and parents understand who their children are through a developmental lens. Because really... If you don't understand what stage of development your child's in, all of what sense. they're doing doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's correct. It's right. true. You can't talk to a three-year-old the same way you talk to a seven-year-old. Right. And what, you know, when a three-year-old is melting down, a lot of parents are like, oh my goodness, like, why? Why is this happening? And really what? it's... The why. Yeah, it's the like, why. why. is this prefrontal why? cortex not fully developed yet? <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> right. But when you're in it as a, as a parent, when your three-year-old is like having a complete other meltdown over yeah. apple juice, you're like, I don't understand what is what is going on. It has to be them. It has to be me. Right. But helping them understand that it's neither them or you, it's, it's just three, they can find the beauty in parenting again. <sighs> That's beautiful. I don't think anyone stops and thinks about that, to think about that once in a while. Like, I'm sure 
we do, but in everyday practice, when you're just like in the grind of the day, you just forget. All right. That's beautiful. You guys are cool. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to save a lot of lives. (laughs) You're going to keep a lot of kids out of therapy later in life, right? We're all about blaming their parents. Early intervention. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to be a good, healthy, functioning, happy family. And it shouldn't be a lot of work, but I feel like we've made a lot of work and now we're kind of like just like undoing it, right? We're just kind of going back to like the basics in a way and just feeling and being intuitive and learning. Yeah. But that's all, what you just said is exactly what our mission is, right? Mm -hmm. That there's so, again, you can open up Instagram and find 37 people telling you, if your child does this, you say this. Mm -hmm. Christina and I are all about you say nothing. <laughs> you just be. All right. Like, it, right. because what happens is, is your child gets this robotic version of you mm-hmm. and they're not getting the full version of who you are because right. you're so worried about, did I say that right? Do I have to do this? Wait, what did that person tell me? Right. My child's like having an oh epic meltdown. I'm supposed to do what? Or I did what they said and they're still melting down. Right. It's gotta be me. Right. Oh, yeah. So being, just being and being intuitive and just, letting like learning your kid i guess like learning them and not learning them by what someone else told you to do like it's it's like any other industry like we talk about this all the time in health and wellness where it's like everyone's telling you to do a certain diet or a certain plan and it's like you're not listening to your body and what your body needs and listening to yourself intuitively because if you do listen like your body will tell you what it needs and wants and so it's kind of the same thing but what is that like why did we how did we get to this place of just is it is it the television and the video game? It's like, how did we all get to a place of we're just like so disconnected from like being natural? Um, to be continuing, maybe you could do your first podcast episode about that. <laughs> tell tell everybody where they can find you, your website, your Instagram, and all that jazz. You can find us at loveplaygrownj.com. Our Instagram is loveplaygrownj. And our podcast is The Eras and Errors of Parenting. (laughs) I love that so much. And all I could think about was Taylor Swift. Oh, uh, that's exactly what it is. That was was my contribution. (laughs) My niece made me a Swifty. I had to put it in somewhere. My three-year-old made me a Swifty. Three-year-old. Yeah, my three-year-old is obsessed. Taylor, if you're listening, she'll die. Go to your concert. (laughs) Yeah, she was in LBI recently for a wedding. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Were you there, like, outside? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Taylor Swift. Shout out to Love Play Grow, guys. Get in touch with Christina and Carrie. They are amazing and will just do wonderful things for you and your family. So thank you so much, ladies. You're amazing. And um, I can't wait to see you around town again. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Bye. (laughs) 